mystery masochist podcast. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> Literally none of you know who I am. You can listen to this if you want to and if you don't want to. It's time to take that toke, bitches. I'm in a motherfucking forest by the motherfucking mountains and the motherfucking ocean. This is the best office I've ever worked from in my life. And that's saying something considering I used to work on a train that went through the Rocky Mountains. But this is better because I'm not on a train. I'm not moving. I'm sitting very still. And I'm recording this fucking podcast. What the fuck is up, bitches? It is your favorite deviant. I'm here and you're here, so we're fucking ready. Let's go! Welcome back, bitches. You've never been here before, but you have in your fucking nightmares. Just kidding. Hopefully this podcast is not in your nightmares, because that would mean it fucking sucks. I don't want it to suck, and neither do you. We want something else to suck, and that's called a mouth. So why are we here? We're here to talk about BDSM, and we're here to laugh, but we're also here to smoke a joint and take a drink. So take a moment and do it now. Get comfortable, bitches. I don't care who you are. Bitches is a universal language. Welcome to my alter ego. (laughs) I'm making this podcast anonymous so you guys can't find out who the fuck I am. I am indeed a masochist. I do indeed smoke weed. I do drink. And I am trouble. Ooh, you can call me trouble. (laughs) I'm a masochist, but I'm also a brat. I'm also submissive. I'm also a rope bunny. I also am a pain slut slash spank slut. You heard me right. So let's get at it. All right, so BDSM, B for bondage. I don't know why I just sang that, but okay, we're just gonna go with it. Daddy actually just informed me that it's B for butthole. So for those of you that can relate, um, me too. S is sadism, submissive. M is masochism. I want to start this whole podcast off with saying it's really important if you're going to try any of this at home to be safe, sane, and consensual. Usually they say, don't try this at home. I'm saying try this at home, but be safe, sane, and consensual, please. The moral of the story is try this at home. The first thing that I looked into when I really was getting into BDSM was contracts surprisingly. I think this was kind of due to the fact that the way I was introduced to BDSM was I was in grade 9, so I guess I was like 14, and my friend used to read a lot of eroticas and she started (laughs) giving them to me and telling me to read them, and then I thought I was a lesbian for a little bit because (laughs) all of the women are described like so sexually and so much more detailed than any other guy character so i'm reading these eroticas and it really really turned me on and this was like i think i'd masturbated maybe like four times in my life at this point i don't know if that's weird or not but that's the case i guess i had a a weird household at the time and i got on tumblr and as we all do started looking at porn 
but all the porn I was seeing was only BDSM. It was a lot, but at the same time, I really thought it was like v vanilla, I guess. <laughs> I thought BDSM was status quo. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I like, I don't know, I read those cat books. I. I used to crawl around in the field and pretend to be a cat, so like, I'm not really surprised I ended up here. No one else was, apparently. When I came out to my friends that I was into kink stuff, really into it, and the lifestyle, none of them were surprised. When I told my friends that I was into BDSM, it turns out they are into BDSM. It turns out we're the exact fucking same. Well, almost not really. We're not the same because, the, you know, there's nuances. And I was seeing these Tumblr things and these porn things. And by the time that I was like, oh, it's BDSM, I was already at the point where I was like, oh, okay, like, how do you communicate what you want? Like, this is what people want, but how do you communicate it? How do you tell someone? Specifically, how do you tell a Tinder date? How do you tell a Tinder date that you want them to leave bruises on you? That like sounds like you want them to abuse you? And I guess you kind of do, but not really because abuse is not consensual and this is. That's what I'm saying. Oh, hui hui. But anyways, it then became like a kid in a freaking candy store running fucking wild. I move away from my hometown and arrived in adulthood and all I wanted was for someone to choke me. All I wanted was for someone to degrade me, leave bruises on me. So turns out that me and everyone I know is into BDSM. As I moved out, I kind of forgot about BDSM for a little. And then I started to get poor. So I was talking with a friend and she mentioned a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend that was on a little website that we like to call Seeking Arrangements. And Seeking Arrangement is basically a sugar daddy, sugar baby website. But there is also a kinky side to it. Lots of people on there are saying they're dominant or submissive or into something really specific, like a fetish, and that's why they're on there to make an arrangement so that they can live out their fantasies. So I was going on there and looking for people like that. And I did make a few friends. I also made a few enemies, as you do, as you do. Seeking arrangements was fun. It was really fun. But there's also a downside to it, and the downside to it is that the next time you get fucked, the guy's not going to ask you if he can come inside you, and then he's gonna say, here's a little, uh, little tip. You should go to that drugstore up the street. <laughs> You know. So, you know, there's some downsides to the website. I got off of it and I ended up looking up, literally, I googled. I was like, hey Google, where can I find people who like BDSM? I, I did search that up. That's, that's probably something similar is what I typed. And I found FetLife. And honestly, FetLife was good, but it was boring. I didn't want to pay for the premium because I was still kind of poor, but I did find some really nice people that I talked to and I made some good connections on there that I feel probably be around forever. So, FetLife was kind of boring. 
no offense to anyone who thought it was like the best thing in the world. I just didn't. I feel like because I got into BDSM with erotica, I expected so much out of it that wasn't real. The good news is that reality is even better because you get actually spanked. Just imagine you're like spanking yourself, you know, in the bedroom. You're like using your vibrator, but you're spanking yourself. I don't know about any of you, but I'm pretty high right now. I did actually take a big bong hit before this. So let's get So let's So let's So let's I left that light and I got into the law of attraction and crystals. I became a witch. That's right. I became a witch. Just call me motherfucking witch bitch. Bitch witch. Ooh, bitch witch. Now that I've created a slogan for myself and it's ooh, bitch witch, let's keep going. I got into spiritual things, but I ended up on a corner of a street, working the corner in my cute little miniskirt. I was wearing a miniskirt actually, and I was on the corner of a street, but I was not working it. I was working it, like, you know, I'm working it, but I wasn't working, like working it. Like work, 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 working. And this man, this man, he came at me. This man literally came to stand right beside me. And I knew in that moment that I was gonna fuck him. Uh, I didn't really want to because I was on my period, but I was going to. I kind of just knew. He was like a cityscape Tarzan with the amount of facial hair, long hair, bushy eyebrows, and hair on his body, and I found it so hot. And no one ever talks about that. Everyone wants to be so skinless. Skinless? What the- holy shit. Can you imagine meeting someone skinless? That would freak me the fuck out. So, um, what I meant to say was hairless. Everyone wants to be hairless. We're all striving to be little naked mole rats. And I kind of like guys that aren't that way. I don't know. I mean, I've, I never really have cared if a guy shaves or not. I mean, I don't really want to be diving into a forest, but I'll do it. Like, it's not really that big of a deal. If you think about men and women back in medieval times and caveman times, what the fuck? Like, they're not shaving things off. That would take so long. And also, you'd cut yourself so many times. I don't think anyone was freaking doing it okay no one was doing that and i bet it was a man or a woman i guess who was misogynistic who did it who invented the razor who invented waxing and now we're all hairless so anyways this guy was not hairless he was a tarzan in city and we looked at each other he smiled at me
there's expensive art, like original works in his place. He's got like minimalistic, edgy art styled furniture. He's got a mood going on, but then you walk in the bedroom, the mattress on the floor. Yeah. You think a guy's got it together. You think he's got it together and then his mattress is on the floor and you realize everything else is just literally placed there to make it seem like he's got it together. I personally just throw my shit everywhere so everyone just kind of knows immediately when they walk in that I don't have anything together. But I still kind of went with it because I really liked him. I really, really liked him. Just kidding. I actually just thought that he could throw me the fuck around the bedroom. I didn't even know at this point point if that's what he wanted, Naive Ete. Being young, he does indeed make the move on me after pouring me half a bottle of wine and telling me that his family owns that vineyard and that's why he can live in that place. <laughs> Who fucking knows? I honestly, I didn't, I still don't know his name. I never asked for his name. And he didn't ask for my name. We even got each other's numbers and didn't ask for a name. I honestly didn't really want to know. I don't want to know his name. I just want to think of him as mysterious Tarzan. Well, he made a move on me and... <sighs> What could I do? I mean, he was so attractive and I wanted it, so I kissed him back. And man, was it wild. Let me tell you, this man could indeed throw me around the bedroom. But I, I told him, yo, know, you guys are not gonna get this. Okay, I'm about to tell you something. <laughs> I'm about to tell you something that you can never like, this is the reason why I'm anonymous. You can never find out who I am because this is, this shit is like, if, if I knew that you knew this about me and knew what my face looked like, I, like, don't think I could ever look anyone in the eyes again. So, um, I don't know why that is. Why do I have shame and guilt over sex? Hmm. Does anyone know? Oh, me, big me. Maybe it's because people are fucking sexist and mean when you're young. Um, yeah, so I told him I'm on my period. And I was. And he looks at me and he says, so? And I go, oh, it's in the right in the middle. Like, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of blood. Like, you're like day two in. That's the heaviest day. Um, and he said he didn't care. He was trying to go down on me. And I'm looking at him like, what the fuck is happening? Do I stop him? I kind of felt bad. But I also was like, if he wants to do it, he wants to do it. And I'll accept it. I'm not gonna say no to a nice old orgasm. Nice little 
So I didn't say no because I did want it and he proceeded to make his way down, grab the tampon string with his teeth and pull it out. Yeah, yes. Yes, you heard me right. He pulled the goddamn tampon out of my vagine with his teeth, threw it to the side, then ate me out. I mean, please. Why did I not ask this man his name? <sighs> Looking back, I wish I did. Not really, but I do, but not really. So, mystery man starts doing the thing, doing his thing. And this is when I realized this is a pivotal moment because this is when I realized I can never go back. Like, I can never have vanilla sex ever again. I just don't want to. I mean, like, I could. I can. I do. <laughs> because you know how it is. But I don't really want to. Like, I kind of just wish that I had the chocolate ice cream all the time. I fucking embrace that shit. And I think everyone should. It's just sex. And I have another story for you. I mentioned I was on Essay. Here's another reason I'll never go back to that website. You can't trust anyone. Not even yourself to make a goddamn business deal. All a girl's trying to do is make a little extra cash. All a girl's trying to do is pay her goddamn debt off from a goddamn private college. I get hit up on essay by this guy and he's actually kind of attractive because most of them, you know, there's always something that I found unattractive about them because, you know, it's slim pickings and a lot of them don't even have photos. So how am I supposed to know if I can be picking ya? This handsome fella, he, he messaged me and I said yes to a threesome. <laughs> he told me that him and his business friends were going to be in town and that they were staying at a certain five-star high-rise hotel downtown and they wanted me, little old me, to go up there and fuck their brains out for $800. So... <sighs> You know, I said yes. I mean, what's a girl gonna do? Say no? Who do you think you are? At this point, I didn't even really know what was gonna happen. I was texting him on the day asking, when are you gonna transfer the money? He still wasn't being clear about that, and so I knew it was kind of sketchy. But honestly, I really wanted to see what the inside of that hotel looked like. I always walk past that hotel. And it looks so fucking fancy. The inside honestly is kind of boring. I'm gonna say that. But the view. I don't know what's with me and having sex with views. But apparently it's something I do. I meet up with them. I still haven't gotten my money. But they say they're gonna transfer afterwards. Because they need to make sure that things go down. I said, okay. When we went up there, and we did do the things, they didn't pay me for it. Also, I'm pretty sure one of the guys was not straight, which would have been fine, but I was there looking cute, the one guy was super into it, and he acted like he was into it before this man that I don't think is necessarily straight or cis male. Every time you looked at the other guy, he would get really turned on, and when he looked at me, it would go away. So, I mean, I feel like that's kind of enough said, but 
not my Jasmini. Other than that, it wasn't working. Like, he, honestly, I'm pretty sure just wanted to do this as an excuse to have sex with the other guy, but the other guy wasn't interested in having, like, actual sex with him. He just wanted, you know, the vagine. This was also the first time that I had ever seen a penis with, like, you can get these kind of, like, little bumps on your penis. At first, I looked at it and thought it was an STD. I was about to, like, my lips were, like, about to kiss. Like, we're getting close. And I'm thinking to myself, am I about to do this and take my chances? How stupid am I about to make myself? What is $800 worth to me right now? And the answer was an STD. So I went down on that dick. And then immediately afterwards, once I left the hotel room after everything was said and done, I'll go back to it, but I definitely looked it up on the internet and found out that it's completely normal. It is a thing that can happen on a penis. So you should maybe like, I feel like they should be teaching these things in school. Why didn't I learn what an STD looks like compared to what to a regular penis? Like there's so many different kinds and same things for vaginas. I don't understand why we didn't learn that <laughs> it seems idiotic to me to not teach the anatomy and to just be like this is how you have sex this is also how you have sex and and this is how you push the thing out after <laughs> back to the room we're in this banging room and the other guy leaves the the guy I don't, I didn't know their names. I don't know what's with me and not asking people's names. Or I just don't remember. Maybe I knew at some point, but I don't now. So in my world, I didn't ask their names because I don't know them. So I didn't ask their names. The guy leaves. I don't know what to call him. Let's call him Hot Chocolate Leaves. The Hot Chocolate Leaves. And the other man is there. So we proceed to have sex. He doesn't finish. He just kind of like gets up after a bit and he's like, I feel bad that my friend can't get off so we're done <laughs> I guess like maybe it was a secret romance maybe it was a, a love story that I happened to be a small character in I really honestly like to know how they're doing if you're out there if you ever hear this you two men who never paid me that $800 or anything at all really I'd like to know I would like to know are you guys in love are you married yet or was this all a big misunderstanding let me know catch me at 780 I don't really give a fuck but I'm asking you to do it anyways because I'm nosy um 3333 I get yeah that, that's a phone number and that's what happened to me and that's why I'll never go back but secretly I kind of liked it like I liked the drama because I'm a masochist I like I like pain because I like the endorphin of the rush. Somehow it's addicting to me, so I end up being emotionally masochistic as well. I don't mean to be that way, but I am. So I gotta just embrace the fucking thing and do it. Um, that's my take. When I first started to explore BDSM, I didn't know where to fucking go. I went on the internet, but it wasn't fucking good enough. Let me tell you that for free. So instead, I did something to make myself a little bit of cash. Rent check at the grungiest motel in the city I live in that I've ever seen. This place literally smells like semen and old beer constantly. It's under a rundown 
hotel and don't ask me why I thought it was a good idea. For some reason, I saw rent check and all I saw were money signs. Sue me. My best friend at the time and I. <laughs> she was a fucking trooper, by the way. We went bucking hard. Okay. I'm sure there are some other people who were hard as well. I don't have any proof of that, only my own twisted narrative. So what we did was we made a fucking routine. You know that we made the best motherfucking routine that we could. We were doing it to eight counts. We were pausing, choreographing, bend and snap, hair whip, and then we were also undressing each other because what could add more to a striptease than double striptease? Striptease on striptease. It's going well. We choreographed it. Now we've got to practice it and you're not gonna fucking believe what happens i'm in my apartment and i set up the camera over comes my best friend and tagging along with her is her boyfriend okay her boyfriend is there for our striptease rehearsal now any other friend might think hmm maybe i don't want my best friend's boyfriend to see me naked but honestly i kind of did i wanted anyone to see me naked at this point. So we practiced and he fucking recorded it. He recorded it for us while the music played so that he could move back and forth between the both of us and we could, you know, critique each other and become the best fucking strip teasers in the Northwest Pacific in a grungy motel under a place that is probably shut down now. As he is filming us, my roommate walks in the fucking door. She walks in the door to see me, my best friend, and her boyfriend filming us doing this. We're half naked. We're kind of dancing. I hear the door I grab a blanket from the corner and I fucking sprint across the apartment and I say it's not what it looks like I'm like it's not what it looks like please she's like I don't want to know I don't want to fucking know what you're doing with your best friend's boyfriend I don't want to know she's closing her eyes she literally ran to her room. I felt bad. And we left immediately afterwards because I couldn't face the trauma of my disastrous rehearsal. My smart ass thought it would be a good idea to invite my guy friends from my university class. Please tell me who thinks that's a fucking good idea. I basically said to them, I'm, I'm doing a dance routine. It's gonna be sexy. <laughs> I guess I basically fucking roped them in. I tricked and conned them into coming to see my striptease. Just kidding. They really, they were there to support me. I was in school with them and they were my closest friends, so it's okay. But what you'll not believe is one of my closest friends that I invited, I also had a crush on. What a way to introduce yourself to your crush, am I right? Here, can you come over and just watch me strip tease for you? What guy does not want that to be the first date? He didn't know it was the first date, but it was. So I do my routine, and as we're up there, my fucking best friend doesn't do the ending. We're supposed to stay up there, and we thought to ourselves, the fucking banger ending is gonna be us making out. We're gonna make out on stage. She literally finishes the routine and sprints away. And I'm left, like, standing there, and she hasn't even picked up her clothes. So I'm, like, fucking bending and snapping to pick up her fucking top and running off the stage. 
that really did us in. I have to say we probably lost at least 10 points in that competition from her running off the stage and me picking up her clothes and running after her. But it's okay. Inevitably, we didn't win and my crush didn't see the routine. But my other two guy friends did. Finally, my crush makes it. He doesn't know he's my crush, but he knows my he's my crush. You know, like, I haven't told him, but I've been making eyes at him and, like, flirting, and he's been flirting back. He gets there. He says he's sorry he missed it. I said, yeah, you're fucking sorry. You didn't get to see these beautiful ass cheeks humping the ground and my best friend running off the stage before I get the chance to finish our routine. You missed it. So much happened while you were gone. So he takes me to the dance floor. My best friend and her boyfriend proceed to tell me he is the fairy tale version of a Mexican boy. He was indeed Mexican. I have a thing for foreign guys for some reason. I always used to end up hooking up with foreign guys. It was like, oh, you're on a visa. Okay, I'll hit you up. See you never. Does anyone else do that? Is that a common thing that people look specifically for foreigners who don't have citizenship in, in your country so that you don't have to talk to them ever again because once they leave, they've left and that's it? Let me know. Let me know. So we're making out on the dance floor and my skirt at the time, it looked really good on me and I really wanted to wear it, so I did. But I'll be honest with you, it was one of those cheap skirts that every time you fucking take a step, it rides up your thighs, which men I know is going to sound appealing and like damn that's kind of hot though it's like she's almost seeing it you're almost seeing her Ooh, no 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 not fucking hot when you have to put your hands on either side of you and hold your skirt down to walk okay so we're dancing and it's riding up we start making out i'm like on his leg kind of and I'm trying to hold my skirt down from behind and also make out with him and have it so he doesn't notice. I did it. I don't know how he didn't fucking notice. Don't ask me. But somehow, I was able to hold my fucking skirt down behind me, make out with this fool, and not have him know the difference between a classy lady and a lady who doesn't know how to fucking dress herself. As we're walking home, we leave the grungy motel. And right outside are so many homeless junkies. It's fine, most of them don't bother you, but when it's like three in the fucking morning and you're a young woman dressed like a slut, you don't really want to walk through that. I did it, and he held my hand, my mystery fairy tale prince. Let's call him Prince Charming. So charming, he took me all the way home and then we got there and he said, why did you wear that fucking skirt? <laughs> no, he didn't say that, but he did say, why would you put something on that you have to keep pulling down every five seconds? And I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, beauty is fucking pain, charming. Beauty is pain. Little did he know that... <laughs> Everything's actually pain for me, guys. He tries to tell me goodnight. And let me tell you something, ladies, that are listening to this. When a man tries to tell you goodnight and doesn't kiss you or whatever because he's a little confused, you let him. Let him. Oh, my God. If a guy is standing there like my charming was and he says to you, I should go home now, you go, 
oh, are you sure? And he goes, I just, I really think I don't, sh I, I, I don't think I should come in. I, I should go home. And you go, oh, okay. If that's what you really want. And you lean the fuck in and give him the most sensual hug you've ever had. And as you're hugging him, you whisper in his ear. You say, if you want to go home, you can. But you know you're welcome to come up. If you want to go home, you can't. But you know you're welcome to come up and have a drink. Then you pull back, you look at him, smile, and turn the fuck away and start walking away. I shit you not the moment I took two steps away, this man, this charming prince, this prince charming, he decided he fucking wanted to come up. So that's what he did. He came upstairs and we proceeded to fuck. <laughs> It didn't happen that fast, obviously. I like a little bit of foreplay. I like a little bit of romance. I need that in my life. The intellectual is honestly what turns me on the most. So after we did our thing, and it was pretty good sex, oh, he did this, this move I never felt before, and I still don't know what it was. I asked him what he was doing down there, and he didn't respond. And then I asked again, and he just kind of brushed it aside like he didn't really want me to know what he was doing he just wanted it to feel fucking amazing which honestly was such a turn on it's kind of the same to me as edging like if you tell your sub no you can't come right now it's kind of the same thing like because you've said no i i want to know now like I, so he does this move on me he's going down on me and as a proper gentleman does he sticks two fingers in at the same time and what i I felt was like a motherfucking hurricane of pleasure. I don't know what it was that he did, but it's... It felt like if you were to take your fingers and then turn them around and rotate, but like keep going. Like if your fingers were detached from your hand and they could keep turning. And I don't know how the fuck he did it still to this day. If you're out there, Prince Charming, you know who you are. Please tell me so I can tell my current daddy I've been dreaming about it. I've been dreaming about that move since it's happened, and I've never been able to recreate it. The moral of the story is, I found out what it was like to fuck someone who loves sex. And honestly, that's mostly what BDSM is. In my opinion, it's people who really love sex. They love, like, the details of it, and the body, and how it reacts, and I think that's so beautiful. There's something so primal about it that I just think it's so much more simple. You know, it's so much more simple than how we make it nowadays where there's so many stipulations and things to think about. Do I look like this? Do I not look like this? What do I say? Am I being too loud? Am I moaning too loud? Fucking shut the fuck up, okay? I hate, hate when people say, don't moan so loud. Just let her fucking moan. If people weren't telling us how to do it in the first place, she probably wouldn't be squawking like the bird she is. Okay, a motherfucking songbird, bitch. Fucking someone who loves sex is a completely different experience than fucking someone who likes to come. Okay, it's totally different. The end goal for the second person is literally just to experience their own orgasm. But if you fuck someone who loves sex, their goal is to enjoy it and let you enjoy it. Their goal is to make you enjoy it, to help you enjoy it. Isn't that what we all really want out of sex? Isn't that what the point is, to make each other feel good? After I hooked up with him, I thought to myself, hmm, if my Prince Charming really likes sex, where else can I find people who love sex? Tinder! <laughs> 
I honestly went on Tinder. I did. And once in a while, you see people who word their bios and you know that they're kinky, but it doesn't happen often. I learned this the hard way. When I was on Tinder, it got to the point where I was so over it, but I still wanted to have sex. So I would just prank people or send them stupid fucking messages and see what they would say because I thought everything else was so boring. It was so status quo. After I tasted chocolate, I didn't want vanilla anymore. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it always is, isn't it? Once you taste something so amazing, everything else tastes a little less sugary. So on Tinder, again, with my previous best friend, we would message these guys, her one-liner. I was honestly just messaging them fucking bullshit. I'm surprised I got laid by any of it. I was messaging them things like, sirens and then they would be like oh what's that and I'm like do you like handcuffs and they're like uh depends who's using them and I would say the cops are gonna be fucking using them I don't like handcuffs because I hate cops and they would be like okay what's the point of this and then we wouldn't fuck but my my best friend she uh she had a different tactic she would say what is the difference between an eggplant and a burrito and you know eggplants are kind of sexual so of course everyone's like I don't know I don't know what the like what what is it they think you're gonna tell them a joke and then all we would say afterwards <laughs> is literally just an eggplant is a garden vegetable and a burrito is a fucking Mexican treat what are you stupid what are you dense how can you not tell the difference between a purple plant and a fucking delicious combination of cuisine? I don't know. I personally could never answer the question as what because there's a lot of differences, but that might just be me. After I found out who was kinky, who was not, I, I went back to my ex. Just kidding, I didn't go back to my ex, but I did talk to him. At the time we were friends, I don't know why, the motherfucker never treated me right, not when we were friends and not when we were dating. But I was still keeping in touch with him and we happened to get into this conversation about how I was into BDSM and I was submissive. And what he said to me was this, I want you ladies to really pay attention to this. If a guy ever says anything similar, fucking run. He says to me that he's into it as well and I go, oh, okay, like I didn't really believe it because I'd always asked him to tie me up. Like I shit you not, every time we had sex I was like, tie me up, tie me up, tie me up. I would not fucking let it go and he never did. He would always put it off. He would always say he would. He would allude to doing it but he never would. So I kind of thought like he was all talk, no shit and he says to me, oh yeah, I like it too. Like I like to tell girls what to do and and then I slap them until they do it. Buddy, hello, knock knock, anyone there? That's not how you do it. If I could tell him anything now, it would be, you should go back to school because he couldn't send messages without typos. And I think that that was honestly the biggest turnoff of our relationship. After I was in Tinder and only found jackhammer rabbit guys who got on their phone while they fucked you, I went to SA seeking arrangements. <laughs> if anyone has heard of that, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, 
seeking arrangements is a sugar baby sugar daddy website basically people with big net worths go on there and people of opposite stature go on there and they meet up they make an arrangement and in turn these people take care of you financially so it's basically a bunch of poor and kinky people. And yeah, I don't know. Because most of these guys are so much older. I'll be honest, like they're older, older. And a lot of them shouldn't be on there. But it's really hard to keep people accountable on a website where they pay for a subscription. Because they're giving their money to the website company. So that was my experience. I called a 60 year old daddy and he shut me down. I, I slept with him and honestly I'm into that but I guess he wasn't. I'm not really sure why he wanted to be on Seeking Arrangements and his username had the word daddy in it if he didn't want to be called daddy in bed. Let's cut that shit out honestly. So misleading. It's like false advertising. Maybe you cannot do that again. So the next girl you fuck knows you don't like to be called daddy. The next experience I had I'm gonna call him plan B guy <laughs> B guy B guy he uh he did me dirty okay he did me dirty I have sex with him and this is how it went we're messaging he seems younger so I was kind of confused why is he messaging on this site why does he need to be here what's wrong with him I can't find anything I obviously set up a time to meet we meet we fuck I take him into my apartment where my roommate has her family in the living room of paper thin walls we fuck and he comes inside me without asking he basically said oh fuck I'm gonna come and I said come on my tits don't come in me I want it all over my tits and he's like oops sorry I already did like oh, shut the fuck up are you fucking kidding me this is something I've experienced multiple times and I have to say it's not consensual okay that counts to me as sexual assault if not rape depends on the situation in my opinion but either way it's not consensual that shit sucks it's me who has to deal with it if I get pregnant not that guy that guy's gonna go off be guys like hanging out in Las Vegas and I'm up here with a fucking prego belly getting stretch marks that I don't want I just that's a PSA guys please ask please ask like you're responsible for your cum I don't know who started this narrative that women are responsible for men's semen but it literally comes out of you <laughs> comes out of you plan B guy rocked my shit and left my opinion on SA was that it sucked but I kept using it <laughs> And then I found FetLife and it was boring, but I also was trying to be more into the community. I didn't really realize that BDSM had actual communities. I wanted to know what is the community in my city like. It's okay. I mean, like, I've not been able to go to a lot of events because I'm really shy. But the people there are nice for the most part. On FetLife, you're always going to get people who copy and paste messages. And it's fucking annoying. Cut that shit out. Also, on FetLife you're always gonna get the guys I call them baby doms they're like doms that want to be dominant but they're not there and they're also still learning to be it but they want to come across as being so confident and so into what they're doing that they end up making themselves seem like an absolute fucking douchebag a douche canoe if you will bigger than a bag these guys hold on my best friend I'll probably have her on this podcast at some point she 
she's also into BDSM and she sent me this photo from a group that she's in and I honestly perfectly describe the kind of messages and the kind of baby doms I'm talking about. It says this. It's literally a picture of a guy who's like shirtless and wearing fake latex like kind of pleather vest and pants and it says, hey there. It's me, Gaidon. Society can't handle my unusual sexual desires like getting blowjobs and talking about my dick like it's heroin. Anyway, even though the only interaction we've had is saying hi, I was wondering if you'd like to be my slave. It's a, it's a group that literally is called fake dom spotting. Okay, I don't call them fake doms because I think anyone can learn. I just call them baby doms because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They just want to be in the role. And I think it's cute. You know, I know that's not something that dominants want to hear, that it's cute. But uh, guys, when you're doing that shit, it really melts my heart. I'll try anything once and twice if I like it. I honestly, truly believe the statement BDSM or die, but there are some things that are too far. For me personally, I think it's a little too far to role play the role of actual family members. I think like for people who've experienced trauma, it can be helpful, but if your fetish is minors or your daughter or like, I just don't really fuck with that. I just think like, your brain is getting more confused the more you do that. But again, it can be helpful for some people if they've experienced trauma. BDSM is actually really helpful for that. I personally have used it to heal some old wounds. I'm still healing some and BDSM has been the most wonderful way to reverse the way that my mind loops were stuck in. Back to the topic, BDSM or die. I usually say this to fucking everything. You threw up on his dick, BDSM or die. He whipped you till you got a bruise on your ass, BDSM or die. You broke skin because he scratched you so hard? BDSM or fucking die, bitch. I saw this post the other day and little deviance, my deviance, my deviance. I saw a video and it fucking scarred me for life. Some of you might know what I'm talking about. It happened to be up on Instagram for only a couple minutes, like three minutes maybe before it was taken down again because I bet the person who did this fucking regretted it. It was too far, too, too far. This is a hard line for me personally. And I think it should be a hard line for everyone else in my opinion. My humble little opinion. There's a woman who has a really popular podcast about sex. I'm pretty sure you might know who I'm talking about at this point. She's gorgeous, great personality. She's bringing things to the table in the podcast world and being openly raunchy and that I love. But what I don't fucking love is watching women on Instagram let their dogs lick their mother fucking tongue. When I tell you she let a dog lick her tongue, I am not exaggerating. She stuck her tongue out of her mouth and the dog began to repeatedly lick it over and over. And as the dog's tongue got further into her and she just held it out there for him to lick, she shut the camera off. It was too much. She should have shut it off sooner. Maybe like as soon as the dog started going for her and then shut it off. No one wants to see the dog actually lick your tongue, okay? If you want to elude that the dog is licking your tongue because you want to be funny, like that's one thing. Shut the camera off a little bit too soon and then be like, ha the dog is making out with me. But no, 
don't actually make out with your dog. I think that's a little wrong because it's another living being and they don't deserve that. They can't give you consent. So I just honestly, I think that bestiality, because that's what that is, is not okay simply because the animal can't consent to it. You know what? If animals and humans could talk the same language and the other animal could be like, hell yeah, man, let's fuck. Fucking sure, I guess. Go for it. Do what you want to do. Live your own life. It's your own movie and you're the star. You can fuck a dog if you want to, but it's not going to be me doing that. Now I know that I like to be whipped on the ass and I also like having my heart shattered into a million pieces at the cost of my own sanity. I am a masochist physically, sexually, and intellectually. What does that fucking mean? Let me tell you what it fucking means. As a masochist physically, I find the endorphins that are released from pain to be intensely pleasurable. I also like to be mind fucked. So intellectually, I love to be told things that aren't going to happen, to be built up. It's like using your own imagination against you creating a story and you can create any situation you want. I love that. I also love a lot of things, but I love that. Sexually, I'm a masochist because I happen to like when my dom tells me I can't come. <laughs> I like the threat of putting me in uncomfortable situations and I like the other person to be in motherfucking control. Might have let it slip earlier. I'm a submissive. I'll just add it in again. I love the chase and guys do too. It is certainly masochistic to enthusiastically enjoy the unknown feeling about the other person. If you don't know what's going to happen, there's this thrill that comes with it. And that's kind of similar to how I feel about masochistic moments. I used to literally text guys and say, you trying to date or fuck? The guys that were around me when I was texting this were fucking terrified of me. But now I'm dating one of the guys that was terrified of me, so... Who did that really work out for? <laughs> Once I got kinky, I inevitably started receiving unrelenting dick pics. And is it any different than the vanilla version? No. It's literally just guys sending you dick pics over the internet on the websites that are kinky and nothing's different from a vanilla dick pic. I just want to point that out. Why do women put so much effort into nudes? If you're taking a shot of your vagina, your pussy, girl. He hasn't shaved in 10 days and he still sent you that pic. Like, you better not be doing anything special unless he is, okay? It's a two-way street, my friends. And if you want to receive a pretty pussy, you better send a pretty penis. Actually, I did get a dick pic the other day, um, unsolicited. It wasn't that fun to receive. I just want to say, if you're going to send a dick pic to anyone, please preface it. At least have a lead-in sentence. Don't just send the picture out of the blue or be like, hey, what's up, dick pic? I cannot tell you how many times that fucking happens to me. I'm not into it. Cut that shit out. I also have a story about a previous lover of mine. I was 14 and he was 19. 14 and 19. A love story. What the fuck? He would use the asterisk stars to describe what he wanted to do in person. So he would do it like asterisk star kissing you passionately with tongue asterisk star. And it would be like he was doing it in real life. And my dumb ass at the time was like, wow, I've never had attention from a guy before. So this text message telling me that you'll kiss me is like the same thing as kissing me. So now I'm in love with you. I got my friend to send pictures of me to him, just like walking into doorways, stupid fucking ass shit. It's not what he wanted to see. Um, I was giving him 
my virgin mind nude and he wanted something entirely different. Now, I just want to say that I wasn't really aware at the time that being 14 and having a 19-year-old be into you isn't okay. Let's just state that right now. That's straight up pedophilia. I was a child. I literally didn't have any boobs. I used to have people typing into science calculators boobless and then showing it to me as like a joke. So I know that I didn't look like a woman. I looked like a child. I did not have a woman's body aside from my hips and my ass because that's always been voluptuous. So I'm sending him pictures. He's texting me back things like kissing you, hugging you, takes you on a date. <laughs> basically just physical sexual things that he'd be doing and I didn't even really know how to be sexual towards him so he'd like react to things that he thought were sexual that I was saying I was literally a little virgin mary little angel and now I'm a fallen angel bitches <laughs> a fallen angel a deviant a devil if you will queen devil Ooh. queen devil nah queen deviants I don't really want to be the devil. I don't really want to torture people. I cannot hurt other people. I simply want to be hurt myself. So this guy, I don't remember his name. So my parents found out. I lied and said that the person I was talking to was my friend named Shay. Shay was a girl and I had changed the name on my phone to be Shay. So when my parents looked through that text message conversation on there, I actually think I at one point told him that I loved him and he said it back over text. Okay. 14 and 19. He didn't love me. He wanted to see my pussy because he was a pedophile. If you're out there, I just want you to know, fuck you. Anyways, back to the story. So my parents read all of it. Then they thought I was a lesbian because I was acting romantic towards my friend Shay. And I had to tell them I'm not a lesbian mom uh, and dad. I'm, I'm not a lesbian. And then I told them the truth and they took my phone away for two months and told him to fuck off and that it was inappropriate. I got my phone back and you better fucking bet I texted that motherfucker. <laughs> I wasn't the type of girl to give up. I'm still not the type of girl to give the fuck up. So that's why I remained a virgin until I was 17. I never gave it the fuck up. <laughs> but actually, in all seriousness, we texted again. Then I broke up with him because he said he didn't think we should be talking anymore. So I said, well, fuck you. If you don't think so, then we're not. So we, we broke up for real. And that's probably for the best. The culmination of that thought process for me basically now is that men send unsolicited dick pics, but women send unsolicited selfies. Why do we send guys just photos of ourselves chilling? We're in the same pose every time. Our angle that looks the best is the same every time. It's going to look the same, except your makeup and your hair is different. Unless you're going to pull a titty out and get a nip slip, then that's a little exciting. Maybe you can do that next time. I mentioned mind fucks before, and I just want to go into that a little bit. My sick, twisted, masochistic mind cannot take not being hurt. But if I'm not going to be whipped on the ass, then at least whip my mind. Have you ever been mind fucked? I want to know your personal stories about being mindfucked. What are the different ways that you've been mindfucked? And I mean that in personal life and in sexual life. Have you been mindfucked in the way that you're friends with someone and then all of a sudden they're not who you thought they were and it's a fucking plot twist? Mindfucked. Have you been laying on a bed told that you're going to be tied down and then, and then blindfolded so that a cactus can be put between your legs? A cactus. It wasn't a cactus, it was a hairbrush, but it felt like one. Mindfucks are some of the best sexual times I've ever had. 
I love that shit. Tell me you're gonna slice me the fuck open, gut my abdomen, and then put a tiny pinprick needle on my stomach and watch me scream. I'll probably honestly come from that. Just kidding, I'm not gonna come from that, but I find the mix of that and pleasure so amazing. So if someone was to do it again and fake a cactus between my legs, I would take it one step further. I'd put the hairbrush slash fake cactus on their inner thigh and then I would also take a dildo and start using that on the inside or a vibrator at really low setting so it kind of feels like it's something's different down there but you don't quite know what's up I think that would be so hot another way that I've been mind fucked by the same guy we'll call him Hollywood Hollywood was mind fucking me <laughs> Hollywood blindfolded me and Hollywood kissed me passionately before leaving partway through. Literally broke that makeout in half, like a fucking frozen icicle, and left in the middle of us making out. I'm not talking like he finished off the makeout and walked away. No, we were, I was left reaching for the rest of the kiss that he cut the fuck off. He looked at me as he pulled away, gave me a spank, which I fucking loved, and then left and didn't look back and it drove me crazy and that was a mind fucking itself because he was making it seem like it was impossible to tell if he liked me or not I mean in reality he did like me but he was playing games and I kind of like that I think that's so fun the intellectual shit really raises up the bar for the sexual shit when I say shit, I don't mean real shit, okay guys, calm the fuck down. I'm not throwing scat everywhere, that's also a limit for me. Let's not throw poop on each other. If you're doing anal and the poop comes out, that's natural. If you're shitting on someone's face, that's not natural, okay? Let's cut that out. I didn't want to say cut the shit out because it was too much. When sex starts, before you even meet, before you even get together, it's the best sex. And that's because there's so much buildup. It's an intellectual tease, bitches. Get on board with that motherfucking train. I promise that your orgasm is gonna be 10 times stronger if you intellectually turn yourself on as well as sexually. And I say turn yourself on because ladies, let's all pick men who are actually gonna do this. If we're into BDSM, let's pick the one that's gonna be compatible with us. I hope we're all at that point already. If we're not, message me and ask for some advice, I guess. I'll tell you my opinion. I'll let you know anything similar that I've been through. Maybe it'll be helpful. Emotional trauma may have made me a masochist, but spanks keep me one. So do whippings. So does everything else that involves the endorphin from pain. It's literally a rush. I cannot stop. BDSM is something that I didn't think I would ever get into, but as I grew older, it just made sense. Men and women are both so horny and stubborn and traumatized, and the result is BDSM. I fully believe that the first time someone tried this, it was to heal a trauma. I just think about it and so many of the situations are fucked up things that happen in real life but people enjoy them sexually and we don't put any judgment on that. This is an open space, obviously. But I do have to say that trauma can be healed with BDSM but you also need therapy, guys, okay? Let's all get into therapy. We can do a group session. We'll Zoom chat. People like vanilla sex more than you know. I used to think that everyone was kinky. I used to think that everyone loved kinks and it was enticing and exciting. But the more I grew up and talked to people, the more guys specifically I experienced and heard from that said that they actually just really like vanilla sex, like plain old missionary, we're getting down and that's it. 
And that's fine, but it's not for me. If you want real BDSM, fucking Google it, bitches. I can't tell you everything. Honestly, guys, like, it's important to research. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you liked it. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Message me your questions, stories about masochism or BDSM, and anything you would like advice or opinion on. You can send that in at my Instagram of mysterymasochist.podcast or you can send it in on the website mysterymasochist.ca next episode is getting better i know every podcaster says that but i'm telling you it for free i'm telling you it now next week i'm getting into the nitty-gritty and we're gonna talk about it all dominance submission we're gonna talk about all of it and i don't give a shit who thinks that a woman shouldn't talk about nasty ass fucking sex But we all love it, so get over yourselves and tune in next episode.